How about you, Second Chancers? Welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, Ernest Extra Number Two. This is our second chance to discuss anything we missed about <laughs> Ernest Goes to Camp. Did you see what I did there, Dave? I, well, I heard it. As always, I'm Aaron, and this is my co-host, David. Oh, I'm not lovely today? It's a short episode, man. Uh, that's fair. Can't fill it with compliments. Um, not with that attitude. <laughs> so yeah, we had a three-hour discussion on Ernest Goes to Camp that's that was true. edited down to a listenable 80 minutes or so. We kept it down to a dull roar. <laughs> but I, I'm sure that you have lots of things that you wanted to still touch on, Dave, and I sure do. So let's get started. Yeah. I mean... Um... <laughs> Is that you like winding yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. That's your audio anticipation for the action that you're about to perform? Anticipation is the first thing I wanted to talk about, Dave. Well, then please don't let me stop you. All right. So we've already talked about how Jim Varney is a human cartoon. Sure. Uh, not just Ernest, but Jim Varney's physicality. So I really appreciate it in the toilet scene where Ernest is using the plunger. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about his arms, I promise. I mean, go with... I was going to say go with the flow, but we're talking about a toilet scene, and that seems ill-advised. He's using a plunger, and the plunger's not working out, but then Ernest has the brilliant idea to just flush the toilet. Oh, sure. Genius. Yeah. And the anticipation that Jim Varney does to the camera when he's about to flush the toilet makes me so happy. He raises his finger all the way up and like looks at us like, I'm about to flush this toilet, viewers. And it's so unnecessarily elaborate. But like he, he knows what he's doing, man. It was great. It's the little things, Dave. Sure. I don't remember what it's from, but there's a scene like that somewhere else where he's uh, about to put his foot on a gas pedal. Oh, yes. And that's he raises so stupid. It's a similar, similar vibe, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Dave, apparently, this is something I found out. Is this news? Is this breaking news? No. We it's have old a, we news. Have a, oh, okay. That's news to us. Sorry, I was going into my theme. Earnest news. You give us 30 years, we'll find something or other. <laughs> You know the scene where it's in the mess hall where the boys are getting into a fight and Ernest comes running into the cabin because I guess he read the script. <laughs> he was like, he goes running in out of nowhere to stop the fight. You know, he, he can't breathe because the tray is stuck on his oh face. Oh my God, he can't breathe. That gets hit off, but then he falls down and then a Coke machine falls on him. Right. Which I thought would surely kill a man. But apparently this <laughs> happened for real to John Cherry. Really? Yeah, this is in his book that the Coke machine was inspired by a real life incident. So I'm very impressed that that's a survivable event. Uh, was John Cherry also a camp counselor? Huh. You know, I don't know. I just thought that was fascinating and surprising. I have a thing to bring up. Yes, please. So uh, because I'm, well, I'm on this podcast with you, so I don't really need to explain myself. But I was reading the Wikipedia article for Ernest Goes to Camp. And, like you do. I mean, just another normal Saturday. And, you know, scrolling through the plot summary, I noticed that petrosite, the, oh, yes, petrosite. the valuable ore that Crater uh, Industries is digging for. Yeah, you referred to it as the unobtainium of Ernest Goes to Camp. I did refer to it as that. So I'm reading the Wikipedia entry. I get to the part where they talk about petrosite, and it's a, it's a hyperlink. And I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Is petrosite a real thing? Yeah. So I click on the link for petrosite, and it takes me to the Wikipedia page for unobtainium. <laughs> and apparently unobtainium is just like a thing in not only movies, but also in like... In fiction? In engineering, I guess. Yeah, I'm, lo I'm looking right at the Wikipedia entry now, and it says in fiction, engineering, and thought experiments, unobtainium That's is any... That's kind of experiment. <laughs> unobtainium is any fictional, extremely rare, costly, or impossible material or device needed to fulfill a given design for a given application. Sure, it's almost like the creators and writers of Avatar were really lazy. <laughs> Moving That's right along. That's neither here nor there. Yes. Back to Ernest Goes to Camp. There was some stuff that you wanted to bring up about... Um... Oh, Porky the Turtle. Yeah, okay. 
just the fact that we didn't really go into how hilarious it was when he bit Ernest's nose, because <laughs> it was amazing. And also, we didn't talk about Pokey's turtle habitat. He has a turtle habitat? Yes, and it's amazing. There's a shot, it's his part of Ernest's bedroom, where he picks Pokey up out of the turtle habitat, and it's got like a little suit. It being Pokey. Pokey's turtle habitat. Oh, I see. Has a tiny little suit rack with a tiny little suit hanging on it. So what you're saying is Pokey's clothes are stored in a way that's superior to Ernest's yes. clothes storage with the, all the elephants that have his outfit on. And Pokey is more well-dressed than Ernest. Well, sure. I mean, you dress for... Uh, Just for the job you want, I ex- guess. Exactly. Like Pokey exactly. really wants to be a, a businessman. Businessman. <laughs> That's how you say it, right? Uh, well, one of the things that I thought was interesting about Pokey was just the idea of Vern is absent from this movie. Yes. Uh, and I think conspicuously. Um, mm-hmm. But the idea of pets for Ernest as a way to monologue. I think that's what it is. Which I find kind of endearing in a way. And like, he needs someone to talk to. Which he literally says. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love it. Yeah, it, but it the, works. When Pokey bites his nose, Ernest screams. And the thing is, it's not the first scream that does it. He screams twice, and it's the second scream. That's the <laughs> one that gets you. Sure. But then he says, you heartless beast, right? He says, you heartless beast. Ernest does? Yes. But then this is what... Now, I might I might blow your mind right now, Dave. Okay. So get I'm, ready. Hold on. Let me, I'm Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So Ernest says, Pokey, you said you'd never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. I promise you this happened. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I said, Ernest, you crazy. I took it as, you know, just your typical nonsense coming from Ernest P. Worrell. Sure. Of course, the turtles didn't talk. But then I remembered. There oh. is a scene in this movie where the turtles talk. Yes. Whoa, hang on a second. I'm hanging on. Does this mean that at some point in the universe of this movie, Ernest overheard <laughs> Pokey talking or in any way, did Pokey ever communicate verbally to Ernest? Are we all assuming he's crazy when it's the truth? I mean, I think there's a recurring theme of people assuming Ernest is crazy when actually he's right on point. So uh, I think you could definitely make the argument that Ernest did overhear a conversation between turtles in a very Toy Story sort of way. <laughs> this is a universe in which turtles speak and Ernest knows this. Yeah, his his long storied history of animal husbandry. That was just a subplot that was cut out completely. Where uh, Ernest can talk to the animals. Well, he must be able to talk to the grunt animals. and squeak and squawk with the animals. That's a thing, too. I think Ernest can understand animals, as we'll He's find. He's got kind of like a whisperer vibe, too. Oh, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Maybe it's a telepathic thing, man. We got to see. There's so much. I'm kind of excited to just cut to your prop, honestly. Okay, hang on. Okay. We didn't really talk about this, but I just appreciated it after Ernest gets the crap beat out of him and goes to Nurse St. Cloud. He pretends that he was in a fight with, like, five guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. Just for the sake of saving face. Trying, to, trying to impress people that he likes. I the first two or three of them right where I wanted them. And then the others jumped me. I just love that he's wounded. He's very hurt. Yet he still makes the effort to oh, try yeah. to save face. I'll never stop trying. Oh. <laughs> yep. I did appreciate in that. Giovanni did a great job in that scene. Making now, it that's seem a rare like, opinion from you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it really seemed like it seemed like it was painful for him to breathe because he had the snorting going on. Oh, yes. It was good acting. And we touched on this a little bit, too, in terms of uh, the talents of Jim Varney, but uh, Jim Varney's singing. Oh, yeah. Uh, was there something specifically that struck you about that? Oh, just that it was very well done and that he actually had quite a nice singing voice. Oh, yeah. No, I, that, that song tugs at the old heartstrings. And you'd have to go to the old biography for this, but I think that Jim Varney did have an interest in a singing career on the side, too. Well, I mean, it, it's theater. Singing yeah. is part of that, I think. I think Jim Varney's singing is probably a lot different than Ernest's singing. Oh, sure, sure. It'd be totally different, but, you know, that's something of interest. Yeah. 
Now I know that you're really excited to get to this data, so why don't you introduce it? Uh, yes, um, the Ernest Goes to Camp audio cassette. Which I own. So one of our listeners sent us a tweet or something where it was like, hey guys, by the way, this exists. And I messaged you the link to that. And you were like, yeah, I own this. Of course I do. And here we are. <laughs> oh, that listener, by the way, was Ima2777, Thomas Armstrong. Thanks for the link, man, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he also sent us a bunch of comments on the uh, the movie as a whole. Spot on. We'll have to retweet that if we haven't already. Mm-hmm. So the Ernest Goes to Camp audiobook, which is on cassette. It's from 1980. Uh, what is it? 1987. The Walt Disney Company, uh, or 1987 Buena Vista Distribution Company, Incorporated. But this is, yeah, a very short reading. It's a kid's book. Yes, it's for little babies. There's, two, <laughs> there's a picture of two little babies on the back. That's for, it's for babies. You own it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just juxtaposing those two notions. What, what's, what's weird about that? No, and there's a photo on the back that I said was us, and we should post a, an image of that photo for, <laughs> for the listeners totally to is. see. It's a see the pictures, hear the tape, read the book. Probably not that third one because you're like three. Be the Worrell or Worrell. Give your child a head start in learning to read with this 24-page book filled with full-color illustrations and a high-quality read-along cassette. Give your child this book so they can learn to read from a man who routinely <laughs> misappropriates <laughs> phrases and like it, contradicts himself. Often implied it, that yes. he has a lot of trouble reading. Yes. We'll talk about dyslexic Ernest another time. I thought Ernest Goes to Remedial Speech Class was an odd <laughs> entry in the film franchise, but maybe that's just me. He got that class rallied together, didn't he? He did, yes. They all came together in the end. He was very paternal. <laughs> they won the test. Aaron, can we just write an Ernest movie, <laughs> please? We'll have an Ernest fan fiction. Right? Agreed. Here's a clippity of the bookity. The next day, Mr. Tipton called us all together and gave us some bad news. Campers, the chief is selling our land, and we've got exactly two days to clear out. I know it's hard to believe, but it seems that someone tricked him into signing away his rights. I knew then that I had made the biggest mistake of my life. The man at the chief's place had been Mr. Crater, the mine owner, and the low-down, dirty trickster that got the chief to sign was me. This book comes with sound effects, your favorite character voices, and this is read by Jim Varney. I think you can find a couple of copies on Amazon, which is where I found it. I was concerned that it would not be read by Jim Varney, but uh, my fears were assuaged. Right on the front, it says, as told by Ernest P. Worrell himself. I can't breathe. You got me wrapped up like a mummy. (laughs) Hey, come back. Oh, how can you argue with that? And the photo on the front uh, we discussed right before the record is not the same photo as the Ernest P. Worrell Book of Knowledge. But it appears to be from the same photo shoot. Which I don't know what it says about me. We're nerds, uh, Dave. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's almost the same photo, but it's not the same. This is my life now. We're artists. We have an eye for detail. That's, that's true. what it is. That's true. I'm glad this cassette tape exists. Speaking of art, um, the drawing of Ernest right in the inside cover. Which we should also post. We will post. Um, it's, it's, it's something. What can be said? It's something. It's really terrifying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know what it looks like? It looks like it's from an Ernest coloring book. Did that exist? I wish it did, but I'm, star- I'm going to think no. Because it, it feels very like, oh, color me in, Burn. Color Me In Vern would be the name of the coloring book. Was that not clear? (laughs) Man, we should make that. Why not? Uh, I'm on board. All right. If only we knew someone who could draw Ernest for, say, I don't know, podcast art or... Sorry. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Also, listeners, I had a great idea that we should do Ernest doodles from our guests. Oh, yeah. Because we have so many guests that are artists. They should be forced to draw Ernest whenever they come on here. Ernest doodles kind of sounds like an unappetizing, like, lunch snack. Hmm. Ernest doodles. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird about this book, Dave? Yes, Aaron. 
maybe not so weird, but I think because it's for very small children, Jim Varney reads it in a very measured tone. Oh, sure. It's very steady tone, and it almost doesn't come off as earnest so much as a weird cross between Ernest and Jim Varney. It's sort of halfway between. I'm going to tell you about one of my greatest adventures. It's called Ernest Goes to Camp. Catchy title, isn't it? Of course, you can read along with me in your book if you like. The cassette packaging says read along Mm -hmm. book and tape. So the notion, I think, is you should be kind of reading the book while you listen to it. And that's how you learn what words sound like. You should hear how slowly Nurse St. Cloud reads her lines. Now, is that the actual, whatever that actress's name was, Victoria Racino or something like that? Yes. Oh, awesome. It's not just dialogue from the movie. It's not the records of the dialogue. No, 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 no. just pull audio from my No, it's very clearly recorded for children to listen to because it's extremely slow. Got it. No one talks like this. Got it. I'm glad you feel that way, Ernest, because it's time for your yearly shots. I can take it, Miss St. Cloud. I'm a man with grit in my teeth and nails in my knuckles. You turn the page when you hear the chimes. I have to admit, Dave, I was a little slow-fingered on this when I first did it. I mean, it's a neat book. It's nice to have like some nice glossy photos of blow-ups of frames from the film, especially that last page. It's adorable. He's got the turtle on his head. He looks befuddled. That's classic Ernest. Actually, in the first page of this book, mm-hmm. Ernest refers to himself as an engineering genius. He does. He says, Camp Kikiki was about to open, and I, due to my engineering genius, was in charge of getting everything in tip-top condition. And then, at the end of the book, he says, There's no one who can beat Ernest P. Worrell, engineering genius and counselor supreme. Know what I mean? Know what I mean. That's so bizarre. Like, so Ernest, this- I really want to see a copy of Ernest's resume. That's what I want. Oh like, my God, I, that would be amazing. It's just going to be like an endless laundry list <laughs> of insanity. Oh my gosh, and his special interests. Yeah. Long All the time. accents he can do. He yeah. lists 20 accents. <laughs> This might be a good place to wrap it up because all the talk of Ernest's jobs is really making me want to talk about Christmas. Oh, boy. And I don't want to talk about Christmas yet, even though I love it so. Ernest saves Christmas, that is. I love Christmas the holiday, too. Yeah, yeah. But, it's um, a great movie. I did just watch it in preparation for our podcast, and I have many questions and many theories, I guess I'll say. Oh, I can't wait. It's Yeah, it was really interesting to watch that movie through the lens of our podcast and be like, oh, I never even thought about this before. Save it. I'm saving it right now. We keep having the beginnings of discussions and be like, no, we can't talk about it yet. Yes, our lives are now all a, a, a winding, earnest-like road that leads us back to good podcast content, mm-hmm. as it should be. Okay, well, then I'll see you next time, Dave. Yes, for Ernest Saves Christmas, my favorite. Mine too. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Merry Christmas! In May.